Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> That. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The volume. Well, it's a big week here at Open Mic uh, for a lot of reasons, including. A very important one we'll be getting into soon with our next guest. He is fresh off a dramatic victory at Soldier Field. Uh, he is the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, and he is a fellow Cal Golden Bear, Jared Goff. There you go. Hey, thanks for the intro, man. I like my bobblehead right there. We got some other good Cal ones there. So uh, big game this week, obviously, and uh, it'll be fun to watch. Keen eyes will notice that Aaron Rodgers has been placed behind you oh, uh, right now. And, you know, I love Aaron, but you guys did play a couple of weeks ago at Lambeau and you did get the better of him or your team did at least. So uh, that's how we got to roll. And by the way, that helmet up there was actually a Jared Goff helmet that was given to me. <laughs> there you go. By, uh, you know, because it's good. I, I'm sure, sure people at the university were happy with that expenditure of funds that somehow i ended up with with an actual cal help there you go it's a real deal right there game use the real probably. it's the real deal and and we will be getting into some cal stuff because when i tell our origin story i think people will be amused and you'll notice that my voice is is already gone before big game this year so not good not good are you are you, are you going i am going it's going to be a big weekend i'm staying at the claremont with my wife uh we're apparently we have like an outdoor they're calling it a suite but it's really not i think it's like a bunch of seats at the top with a tent over it and okay. possibly beers which there you is go. Good. the most important part so yeah we're gonna we're gonna go big and and one reason why is uh this is one of those years where it truly is a one game season it's been a been a rough year for the bears and also a rough year for stanford which yeah kind of what i'm putting my my stock in are your parents going you know they may be um they're not coming out here this weekend so they, they may be out there going yeah all right i'll text i'll text uh, your parents and see if we can get some some pre-game or post-gaming going on there you go good and uh, it'll be good but let's start with uh a game that i saw part of yesterday and listened to part of because i had to drive from tahoe to santa clara a long story but uh, it sounded at one point I, I had the Lions radio broadcast on and and I know what it's like as a Cal fan, you know, you're so used to things going bad that when something happens and a game starts turning in a bad way, you know, you just start going, oh man, here we go. And you guys were down 14 points and I could I could hear in their voices that they were they were super bummed. And then all of a sudden, uh here came the Lions. Uh, how much fun did you have in Chicago? Yeah, I mean, it was really fun. I, it was it, my first road win as a Lion, Dan Campbell's first road win as a head coach. And uh, for us to get it in that fashion, is it's fun, man. It was a divisional game and a game that we needed. We needed kind of everything to go our way in those last three or four drives, and they did. Um, and, and in a season where the ball hasn't bounced our way all the time and there's been some inopportune things happening, you know, for this game to happen that way, following a, a win prior against the Packers, it's kind of like, all right, you know, we can do this thing and we got some stuff going now and I uh, feel pretty good about it. You guys were down 14. You tied it up. Uh, Jeff Akuda took one of the house 
And I was feeling like, wow, they're taking over the game. But the next thing I heard, Justin Fields apparently is like the fastest man ever <laughs> on a football field. What? What's yeah. it like? What's it like being on the other sideline when he hits that gear? Yeah, it's not fun. He's fast, man. He's so he's so fast. Uh, you know, I've seen Lamar run. Lamar is as fast as I, I believe anybody has ever played the quarterback position. But Justin's right there, man. He's fast and he can be strong. He can break tackles. Um, and they've kind of committed to it. They've kind of committed to running the ball, running the ball with him and um, doing their thing with him. And I thought we had a really good plan defensively. He broke one long run. But other than that, um, I thought we did a pretty dang good job bottling him up on defense and had a good rush plan on defense. And it was kind of fun to see that cat and mouse game that they were playing from the sidelines. But, um, yeah, he's a hell of a player, man, and, and, and a guy that can uh, certainly change the game with one play. So he goes 67 yards. They missed the extra point. So now you're down six and you basically have to take the ball down um, and win the game. And, uh, you know, I know you love your teammates and you know them well and and all their strengths you could lay out for me. As a casual fan, I'm always like, if a guy named, is named Tom Kennedy and I don't really know who he is, I, I'm a little worried for you. But that dude was like, did he catch a 44-yard pass on that drive? Yeah, they, they started playing a little bit of man coverage there towards the end in the fourth quarter, and uh, we had a great great play call on there, and he was the primary versus man and uh, ran a great route, made a great catch, and, and the rest was history for him. But he's a guy that we've kind of always relied on. Even last year at times, he's been around and a guy that you know has not made our team through training camp, but a guy that every year we're kind of like, man, like how do we find a way to keep him? How do we find a way to get him on the field? And um, just kind of always where you need him to be, reliable, um, good hands, smart, you know, he does all the right things. And, and in that case, it was man coverage and he beat, you know, a pretty dang good corner, uh, you know, versus man coverage and got himself open and it was a good play. You guys win the game. I'm a little worried because there's the thing going on in your division where another quarterback who's been winning a lot has been taken off the shirt, wearing the, you know, the <laughs> chains. So you didn't do anything that is going to embarrass both of us, right? No, no, I did not. Once, once we win seven in a row, I'll do that. Uh, we won two. <laughs> um Kirk Kirk can do whatever he wants he can do no wrong right now they've won eight in a row so um once we win seven in a row and five more I'll, I'll I'll take my shirt off and do some fun stuff like that this is not on my question list but that Justin Jefferson catch against the Bills insane yeah it's, that was that, I didn't see the whole game obviously we were playing but I saw the end of it it's just pieces of it and and like that game was over twice and they made those great plays and that's just the way it goes though you know sometimes that's the way it ends but that catch was unbelievable for fourth and 18 he kind of threw it you know in, into the middle of coverage and, and and he made a great play man I remember Kurt Warner telling me when he got to the Cardinals you know they keep telling me just throw it up to Larry even if he's covered it <laughs> but but I don't do it that way I throw to the open guy and so right. eventually eventually he came around and just started throwing it up for Larry and right it, it went well <laughs> with special players man you can do that and it, it certainly worked for those guys you guys have you know had heartbreaks over the years the Lions you know it's been it's been something that's kind of ingrained in the culture there for better or not for better or worse for worse um and obviously you guys are trying to put all that behind you and and change it when something like yesterday happens which is your second in a row do you feel it starting to change when you when you win a game like that yeah i think i think we've had moments over my two years here where you kind of have felt it you know switch and and the culture is shifting and and things are going your way but yesterday was was the greatest example of that. I think as a team who's been through so much, so much adversity to be down 14 in the fourth quarter and, and not just lay down and say, oh, this is just how it goes to be like, no, no, we're different now. We just won our you know game against the Packers. We kind of got off that losing streak. We're a little bit different now. Okuda gets a pick six, you know, I believe the first of his career. Um and, it, you know, things you start just seeing things change a little bit. You know, we, we get on that drive. Tom Kennedy obviously makes the play there. Um, we finish that drive and then they make the they make the stop on defense. So, you know, a complimentary full team fourth quarter there that we needed uh, to win and, and, and something that we can kind of look back on and be like, all right, guys, like we did it when we had to have it. And we were at our best and, and, and it showed up there and, and we can continue to do that when we need to. So afterwards, did we in the locker room, did you get manly Dan Campbell or did you get like choked up Dan Campbell? Manly, manly. You know, it's a it, we're, we're so hopefully, uh, you know, starting to starting to get a little bit more used to the winning feeling. So uh, manly Dan Campbell. And uh, either way, though, he's always fun to be around if it's choked up or manly. He's, he does a good job in those post games. We know it's real. Yeah.
very real. Um, all right, let's go back into your past a little bit. Actually, let's go back into Open Mike's illustrious past. We debuted over the summer, and our first guest was Sean McVay, your former coach. And, um, you know, he made a point of telling us that after the Rams won the Super Bowl, that one of the coolest texts he got was from you. Um, was that one of your friends, like, stealing your phone as a prank? Or is no. that actually – that was real? No, that was real. I, I, I texted him. I, I know how hard it is, man. I just wanted him to know that, you know, great job. Congratulations. And I know how hard it is. And and even though things ended between us, you know, not great and and whatever, it's, it's still a great accomplishment and I'm happy for a lot of those guys. Yeah, and I know we hung out, uh, you know, heading into Super Bowl week last year. And, you know, I know how you feel. You were – it's your former teammates, you know, you, a lot of love for a lot of people in that organization. I know you're a big Stafford fan. And so obviously you're not sitting there going, ah, I hope, you know, those guys lose every game, but still kind of a, you know, the NFL's tough, man. It's a competitive business and, and yeah. stuff changes fast. No, no doubt. You know, and again, like it, whenever that was a few, you know, six months ago or whatever, it, you know, of course it's probably easier for me if they lose just publicly, but again i've got a lot of friends and relationships there and, and they got super bowl ring good for them and um you know i've got a lot of you know bright future ahead of me where i can chase one as well so that's that's really what you focus on and uh congratulate them and, and move on to the next year you know looking back at your rams tenure you accomplished some amazing things you know i'll never forget being at the 2018 nfc championship game and the loudest place i've ever been in new orleans and you guys being down early you know, my one of my personal favorites was that playoff game in Seattle your last year. Um, yeah. You know, you you had broken your thumb, you'd had it hastily repaired surgically, but probably wasn't perfect. And uh, you ended up entering a playoff game in the first quarter on the road against a, a, a team you recently played, but you didn't have any reps that week. Yeah, uh, how how hard was that experience? Yeah, it was it was definitely different. Um, I, I think throughout my career, that's as proud as I've been of of myself handling a situation and um, you know not having reps and and kind of being in a weird position um, with with the team and everything. And 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 Wolford's going to start, and I'm going to be the backup. My thumbs, you know, halfway good, and um, having to go in there and 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 you know try to win a game, and and we did, and it was a lot of fun. There was no fans there. It would have been a lot more fun if there was fans there, but. Uh, it was fun to get that win and and to enjoy that with my teammates and and to be proud of the way that I was able to play and 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 handle it coming off of that surgery. For whatever reason, maybe because you've had so much success at a young age, people seem to highlight it when you don't. And you know, I'm a little sensitive to it, knowing you as well as I do. I, I've been around Jimmy Garoppolo, especially this year, a lot, and he gets it too. And I covered his game last night and he made some big time throws on third down. And like you, he's pretty good at just, you know, Hey, it is what it is. And I'm just going to play through it. Uh, do you feel like a, a kinship with him in that way? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I've, I'm friendly with Jimmy. I haven't spent much time with him outside, outside the football field, but um, he's a good player, man. And, they, and they've got some good things going on right now. And um you know, I think it is it is cool for to see him. You know, they tried to replace him, and um, unfortunately, Trey got hurt, and now he comes back and gets to kind of show everyone, you know, you know, obviously who who he is and, and what he can do. And um, always been a fan of his, a fan of his game. I think his release is as quick as anybody in the league, and um, does a lot of great things. And uh, I, I root for him. Yeah, I wonder with him, like when you lose your job and you think it's over, and then you end up being back there. You know, I don't know if you have a "I don't give a bleep" mentality more, but he sure seems like he's just. I'm sure he does. Yeah. I'm sure he does. I mean, why wouldn't he? Uh, it's you know, he's kind of proven a lot of people wrong, maybe internally as well. So it's it's a good thing for him, and um, you know, he's a, he's a good player, and you know, I hope if if we get the chance to play them, you know, hopefully they don't play well, but uh, otherwise, you know, Jimmy's a good player. I mean, I think theoretically there's one team that started one and six in NFL history and made the playoffs, the 1970 Bengals. Uh, but now there's 17 games. There's seven playoff berths. Do you think it's possible that you guys could be the second? Of course. That's what we're doing it for. You know, we, we've been uh, on the right side of these last two games and kind of put ourselves, you know, in – in, in scratching distance of it and, and have to continue to win. We've got some tough games coming up, but 
it's one game at a time. And, uh, you know, at, at least, you know, we, we can, we can see it. It's not like it's unattainable. You know, we, it's, it's, it's there for us. If we continue to win, sure. It's a, it's a tall mountain to climb, but, um, it, it allows us to play, you know, show up to work every day and, and be excited about it. Knowing there is still the goal in reach. All right. It's big game week as we noted and, uh, Rough season for our alma mater this year. It happens, you know, kind of happens a lot there, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, and, uh, you know, it would feel a whole lot better uh, to win on Saturday, obviously. Uh, Stanford is not the Stanford that you had to play against three times when they yeah. were really rolling. Uh, they are they are struggling like Cal. So, um, we'll see what happens, but I just want to tell our origin story and then get your impression. So, <laughs> you know, I was at your first game. I, you know, I immediately got into an argument with some of my friends about, you know, they were saying, Hey man, this new coach has a great system. I was like, system, this guy can sling it, you know? And I think I, you know, proclaimed that you were going to be a high first round draft pick in my you know, euphoria. So that yeah. one aged well. I was good. No, that was, um, you, you weren't, you were totally sober, right? I uh, I actually, I had my kids with me. I think I might've been okay. reasonably okay. sober for that one. I will not be on Saturday. Okay. Although I'm, I, just so you know, I'll be, I'm sober enough during a game. Cause I need to, I live and die with every play. Okay. So that brings, okay. that bring, and that brings us to 2014. So um, <laughs> yeah, this is okay. This is what I'm remembering. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. so we're uh, we're watching this game now. A couple of things were going on, besides the fact that Stanford was really good. Um, right. Callen had success starting with the opener at Northwestern with your backup, who was a, a good runner, coming in as a change of pace to catch mm -hmm. yep. them off guard. Yep. Uh, that was that was happening in this game, but like in the red zone. And again, I was like, we have a future first overall pick caliber quarterback. I don't want to see you out on any down. Uh, and so that was frustrating me. Then I got super frustrated because um, we were down 24 points, either late third quarter, early fourth quarter. And it being Cal on one drive, this has to be a record. Three touchdowns that we apparently scored right. were called were called back. Yeah, three plays in a row. Yeah, three plays in a row. At home in a rivalry games. And, uh, you know, so that's mind boggling. Uh, we also lost our best guy in the secondary on the first play that's right. on, a target, on a targeting call. Yep. This wasn't, wasn't going well. But on each occasion when we appeared to score a touchdown down 24, uh, we went for one or we prepared to go for one until it was overturned. And, on a mathematical level, that really offended me because yeah. it was um it was unlikely that we were gonna you know right get eight plus eight plus eight. But for, for, uh, just to just to clarify for everybody, we scored, ran the field goal unit out, replay, no touchdown. Scored the next play, field goal unit out, replay, no touchdown. A third time in a row, ran the field goal unit out, no touchdown. So it was then, then fourth down, and it was fourth and down. It didn't score. Yeah, we didn't. I think we got stopped, and then we just, <laughs> and that, that was it was unbelievable. So, you know, the, the math got me crossed up. And after the game, I did drink a lot. That's what I remember. Yeah. And I infamously went on a Twitter, Twitter tirade against then coach Sonny Dykes, who I've since become good buddies with and made up with. Uh, yeah, and by the way, has an incredible, incredible, incredible TCU team right now. Yep. But so, so here's what happened. So um, our mutual friend, Maddie Kerr and her mom, Margo, um, old friend of mine, they were sitting with uh, me and my wife and daughter who went to Cal. She came over and some other people and I was melting down and Margo kept saying, hey, you know, I want you to meet Jared and his family, you know, because your parents went to Cal at the same time that yeah. Leslie and I did. And you got to meet. He's such a great kid. You're going to love him. And I was yeah, I was having none of it. I was like, I can't. I don't want to talk to anyone. I want to go, you know, crawl into a hole. So eventually she convinced me and our crew to come to the, the player parking lot at Clark yep. Kerr. 
And uh, and that's when the meltdown happened. First, uh, your mom still, I can't believe your mom even speaks to me because I was losing my mind. Your dad, I think, was more on my level. He had had a couple and was laughing. Yep. And then you, uh, you were unbelievable. You were like cool and handled it and optimistic and and able to kind of ride the tide. Uh, what what do you remember about uh, the mess that was me? I think I think if I remember correctly, you were already there, and I kind of like you were talking to my parents, and I kind of got there like five minutes later. And I remember my mom or dad being like, "You got to meet this guy. He's a huge he's he's a huge supporter of Cal." And at that point, you were already in the middle of you know just spewing whatever hatred you were you were going through. And uh, I'm like, "All right, like yeah, we'll get it handled. I'll 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 let Sonny know for you that you you feel that way and whatnot." And uh, I'm glad you and him have made up because I I think it was a little shaky there for a little bit, but um, I think from that day on I knew that you were a loyal uh, Cal Bear supporter and and hopefully a loyal supporter of mine and uh, <laughs> it was a good way to good way to be introduced. Well, uh, the way Sonny and I made up uh, it was funny it was awkward. So uh, that next uh, late January uh, the Seahawks were going. Uh, back to the Super Bowl, and I was doing a big NFL Network feature on Marshawn and Oakland and where he came from. And when it came time to interview his mom and some other people, um, she wanted to do it at the stadium. And they set us up at the university club, beautiful setting, and, and I did all these interviews. So when I got to the stadium, uh, KP was there, uh, yep. Kevin Parker, who was a you know, key part of the program at the time. And first thing he said is, hey, um, Sonny wants you to come up and say hi to him later. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, the PR guy, Kyle McCray, same thing. He goes, hey, Coach Dykes was hoping if you have a break, you could go to his office. So I'm like, oh, man. So um, I walked down there finally. Uh, they introduce us, shakes, his ha shakes my hand. I go to his office and I just look at him and I go, I hate Stanford, and when we lose to them, I just lose my bleeping mind, you know, and, yeah. and he laughed, and we were cool. Well, good, but, good on Sonny for taking the initiative then, huh? Yeah, it was good yeah. on Sonny, and and I, I mean, it was one of those things where, like, I had to say something. Right. It just would have been too brutal if I was just right. like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then, yeah, we were able to bond on that, and, uh, you know, look, um, it, it's, you know, they were trying to get the defense right the whole right. time you were there and you did some incredible things. And that next year in the big game, I thought you played a perfect game, but you know, we couldn't tackle Christian McCaffrey. And, you had a good one that day. Yeah. Um, then Justin Wilcox came and the defense immediately got way, way better, but then we kind of, kind of had some offensive issues that we're still working through. So yeah. Um, someday we'll have it all. Someday. And, uh, yeah. Someday. And you'll definitely, be there. definitely, definitely, definitely in my lifetime, hopefully in yours. Yeah. And that's, and so th that's my next question. Um, you know, th there's been no Rose Bowl in my lifetime and uh, we've been close a couple of times and I'm not sure if it's ever going to happen. What will happen first in your lifetime? Uh, Cal going to the Rose Bowl or the Lions winning a Super Bowl? Oh man. Uh, what will happen first? Um well, considering Cal's probably uh, eliminated from Rose Bowl contention this year, I'll just say I'll say Lions to the Super Bowl. Yeah, because you're because you're going to keep the dream alive. Uh, we we still year. have our chance this year. We've got plenty of, plenty of road in front of us, and um, just mathematically, that's the better that's the better chance there for us. You, you know, it's interesting. I don't know how this conference stuff is going to play out, but one scenario I've dreamed of is if we were left as the pack two with like us in Arizona, maybe no. <laughs> maybe no. we could go to the Rose bowl. No, uh, we don't want that. Yeah. And also like we did lose to Colorado this year. So I, we would have to be the pack one, I think for us to, to be guaranteed of that championship. But yeah, man, they're, they're working through it. You know, I know it's hard and I, and I got a lot of faith and faith in Justin and, um, I, I think he's the right guy. You know, I, it, what, what that means is we'll, we'll get to be seen, but I think he's got what it takes and um, really do like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. And, uh, you know, it's uh, we pride ourselves on not taking the easy road to Cal, as you know, and and you and you were born into that, right? So like my kids, you were, uh, you know, you were afflicted with uh, having to be a Cal fan early on. Did, did you have any brutal memories as a kid of like your heart being broken yeah. or. I've got, I've got a great one. I was, it was, uh, it was my 10th birthday and Cal was playing Oregon state. And you remember. I know what game you were mentioning. Yes. And I was watching, I was sitting in the living room. I'll never forget. It. I was sitting in the living room watching the game. Uh, LSU had lost earlier in the day. They were number one. And Cal was number two. And if Cal wins this game against Oregon State, which they most likely should have, they're number one in the country. And, you know, it's it's an amazing day. Um, and, you know, whatever there happened, you know, it didn't go their way towards the end there. And I remember watching the end of that and start crying 10 years old and, you know, going whatever way it did. And Kevin Riley was the quarterback at the time. I had a Kevin Riley jersey. Um, and I've gotten to know him through being at Cal a little bit and, and just, you know, busting his balls about that game. And, um, <laughs> I thought he was a you know great college quarterback and, and one of my favorites growing up. Um, but yeah, I, I'll never forget that day. It was on my 10th birthday or at least my 10th birthday party. I, I, I had all my friends there in the living room watching it. I, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that game. Cause, uh, we were on this great run with Jeff Tedford who recruited you, uh, yeah. at Cal and, uh, you know, in 04, we were the number three team in the country coming out of the regular season, the Rose bowl wanted us, but due to a combination of like eight things that no longer exist, including right. that then Texas coach Mac Brown whining, we yeah. didn't go to the Rose bowl. Yeah. Uh, two years later, we would have gone to the Rose bowl. Had they not in the first year of replay spotted Deshaun Jackson's foot grazing the sideline, I think against Arizona Otherwise, we would have ended up as undisputed conference champions. Instead, right. we lost to SC and didn't go. So now it's 07. And this we were Cal was number one in the country, not well, officially. I, I may have been it might have been my like 13th birthday then. Because if it's 07, yeah, it was 12 or 13. But I can understand why you thought 10 because you probably cried like a bunch I did younger. cry. I did cry. Yeah. That's why I probably leaned on towards 10. Yeah. Yeah. I and by the way, I I cried in 2014 when I met you, but I probably, <laughs> I probably just dried the tears. Uh, yeah. And so Cal was number one in the country for like an hour, even though we right. technically weren't. And in that game, our starting quarterback, Nate Longshore got hurt. So Kevin Riley, a true freshman yep. um, came in and balled. Yeah. Like, he played great. 
had a great game, but I mean, it's his first time in that role. And it came down to a play at the end where we were down three and in range of an easy field goal with no timeouts. And there was still about 20 seconds to go. The only thing he couldn't do was what he did was he kind of the pocket collapsed and he ran for it. Didn't make it. We madly ran the field goal team out of the field and couldn't get a kickoff. So, um, and I think it was fourth down, so we couldn't spike. So, um, you know, he got a lot of grief for that. I always thought, Hey, Kevin Riley was the reason we were, he was great. He was great, man. He was great for, I think, what did he start for two or three years? He was, he was a great Yeah, player. and, you know, in 2009, his last year, he played an incredible big game at Stanford. We were big yep. underdogs yep. and uh, in the Harbaugh era and, and beat them down there. Um, so, yeah, okay, that's good. So I, I'm glad that you've experienced, uh, you know, what we've all experienced. Yep. Um, you know, at Cal, we always say never easy and, you know, everything from, parking to registering for classes to about nine nineteen thousand other things is hard but um you know it it hardens us it gets us ready for the real world uh you certainly more than most almost any first overall pick had a a kind of a rough road in college in terms of dealing with adversity do you think all of that hardened you and made you more resilient no doubt. Yeah, it was always uh, a part of my journey and a part of what allowed me to handle tougher situations as I got into the NFL. Um, I, I, you know, I think about all the way back to high school. I had so much success in high school. We did as a team um, that when we went one and 11 as a as a freshman, it was like, whoa, like this is a lot harder than maybe I ever thought football could be um, and kind of, you know, hardened me a little bit there. And then we go five and seven the next year and just miss a bowl game in that last game against BYU. Um, and you get a little bit more there and then you're ready for some stuff when, when your, your moment's called and you're able to make some plays and we went eight and five and won the bowl game there. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, going into my rookie year in the NFL, it goes back to four and 12 and you're like, all right, I've kind of done this. I've handled this. And, um, it's not foreign territory and, and you're ready for it and, and you are hardened for it. I remember your rookie year, like the, the signature image that always stands out to me is, uh, you're in Seattle, you're trying to make a play, you know, you're not a, <laughs> You're not a runner, but you're trying to make a play and you go you go for the pylon and uh, our mutual friend, Richard Sherman, who went to the other school in the rivalry, right. he gave you like a little welcome to the NFL love tap there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he you watch that that clip and Cam Chancellor was behind him, who probably actually may have killed me. So Richard <laughs> was doing, doing me a favor uh, by getting me out of bounds before Cam Chancellor could get me. That's actually a great observation because. I, not like I'd ever want to be hit by Richard Sherman, but Cam Chancellor would would be another degree of... Uh, yeah, that wouldn't have been fun. I want to talk about something even more important than Cal, which I know it's it's <laughs> odd that I would say that, but uh, you, got, you got engaged to your now fiancé, Kristen, uh, yep. over the summer. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Thank very, you. Very, very cool. Secondly, condolences to her, but that's a, a separate <laughs> subject. Yeah, I, th- okay. I told her that. She knows what she's getting into, I think, but still. Yeah. Um, how did the press? How did the proposal pressure compare with, like, you know, going into Lambeau Field or something? Uh, daunting? Way harder. Way harder. You know, it's uh, the the actual like planning of it. I actually enjoyed. I, I like doing that type of stuff, and it was fun for me to kind of plan it and get everything ready. The day of was really really hard was like, uh, you know, I did it at night at whatever, seven o'clock or something. And for the hours leading up to that, you know, it was just me and her hanging out. And uh, I, I was just, you know, very, very to myself that day. You know, my, my I wasn't eating much. I wasn't drinking much. I was just trying to, you know, think about what I was going to say and, and how to make this perfect for her. And ultimately, uh, it, it was a great day and a great night for us. And uh, she said yes, which helps. And um, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, I feel like you had a good chance, but you never know until you hear the yes. That's right. That's right. Uh, did you have the ring in your pocket all day? No, no. I had it in uh, in my suitcase or bag. and um, But yeah, once you put it in your pocket, it gets very real. Uh, I probably had it in my pocket for about an hour. Uh, and and once, I, once I did that and put it in my pocket, it was, it was now go time and there was no turning back. I remember still that stress of having it in the pocket and, you know, right. 31 years later, here we are or more actually, cause we were engaged for a while, but, uh, did, um, did you take a knee? Yeah, we were on the beach. Um, and yeah, of course I did. 
So that's that's even better than victory formation. That is a that is that is uh, you know I've gotten to do victory formation quite a bit. You only get one proposal, hopefully, um, and uh, you know it's, it it went really well. Um, important question though, not to inject any controversy into this beautiful relationship, but does Kristen understand that the kids will be golden bears? <laughs> she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> She's she has no, she has no allegiance to any any college either other way. So she will be uh, she'll be rooting for the Golden Bears as well as our kids one day. Okay. Well, I'm not saying she should have like nine kids to increase the odds of class know. of class of twenty. I don't know what it would be like twenty forty or something. Who knows? There you go. And uh, and definitely, uh, you know, whatever whatever they decide to do, they'll be great kids. But if they decide to say play major college sports i'll be cool with it there you go that's right just you know just throw that out there um when you faced off against there the first time and you faced off a a couple times since uh that was a cool thing for cal fans just to see the the bear on bear matchup uh you know when you have watched aaron over the years you know do you kind of fanboy out on him just player to player you know aside from the fact that you compete against them and know him you know, the first time, probably, um, I'm trying to think back when it was. I, I've played him a handful of times now. I think it was that one at the Coliseum where I... Was where, that the first time? Yeah, may, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I, you know, was was watching what they were doing a little bit. Um, you know, I'm in the division with him now. I play him quite a bit. I've played him quite a bit yeah. in the past, even before Detroit. And so, no, not anymore. He's he's a, he's become a friend of mine and a guy that, um, you know, I love watching on tape and and obviously is an incredible player. But um, it is it is cool for Cal fans. I do see some of the messages on Twitter and, and Instagram and whatnot of people being fired up that we're playing each other. And, uh, you know, it is rare. You know, I don't know how many how many schools have it. I know Alabama's got a few now, but um, besides them and us, I don't know how many schools get that uh, pretty regularly. Yeah, I was wondering there was maybe going to be a scenario where Davis Webb was going to get elevated when Daniel Jones was hurt. They were going to London against the Packers. I'm like, could we slop into one more uh, Cal on Cal? But yeah, um, you know, by the way, I will note for our, for anyone who's still listening to me, which, you know, thank you, first of all, Um, in that matchup, uh, you had a Cal on Cal quarterback matchup. I was there at the Coliseum, beautiful day, great Packer contingent, great Rams contingent. The game was decided. This is, I didn't make this up when a Stanford graduate, Ty Montgomery, was told, don't return this last kickoff because Aaron has a chance to drive the Packers down the field to win the game. And he defied that coaching point, ran it out, fumbled, yeah. and you guys recovered and, and won the game. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a way to go. And I, I talk about that game quite a bit because we were seven and zero coming into that game, and it was kind of one of those years where you kind of seen the Vikings do it a little bit this year, where like just things keep going their way, and and for whatever reason, it's belief, it's whatever. For that season, for us, things just kept going our way, and that was certainly one of them. Where we're like, wow, all right, we'll take it. Um, it went that way. But Ty, I, I, another memory of Ty is he scored four touchdowns against me in the first half of a Cal Stanford game, uh, my freshman year. He had four in one half, which is pretty hard to do. Yeah, uh, that was that was a really fun day. Um, <laughs> you hurt you hurt your shoulder. Uh, right. I I'll send you a picture after this. There was a, there's a photo of me laying backwards <laughs> on my rental car. I had like an orange Corvette or something or Mustang, and uh, in the yeah, it was that was not fun. Uh, but you know, by the way. Have you seen in the in the stadium because this started during COVID when they had the cutouts attending big game two yeah. years ago? They've now put like what maybe is a permanent thing in one of the corridors of the stadium with all these cutouts, and somehow I'm in it. Which oh, is, all right. you know, I'm I'm Good there with Chris Pine and Good. you know Colin Morikawa and and you and many other luminaries. But I think there you I'm go. Sure yeah, well, there yeah. Go. Congratulations, Mike. That's pretty big time. Thank you. Thank you. So I'll, I'll be there in, in many forms uh, at Memorial on Saturday. Um, let's talk about an SC guy uh, because he's your teammate now and he's he's pretty darn good. Uh, we didn't know much about Amran St. Brown, uh, you know, coming out. I You know, he's got brothers. I thought he'd be a pretty good player. 
and then he just burst on the scene last year. What happened there? Like, and how good is he? Yeah, I think as soon as he showed up last year as a rookie, you kind of saw like, oh, this guy's here to play, and he's here to play right now. Like, he's not he's not waiting around. He's he can he knows he can handle it mentally and physically. He's got the tools. So, um, you know, right away you could see he's got it. And then just the work he puts in, man, he he works as hard as anybody, and uh, is is constantly asking questions, is constantly talking to me, and we're constantly communicating on what we're seeing and, and he's starting to grow in that uh, mental side of the game where he can understand defenses and, and truly understand leverages to give himself, you know, the best chances possible. But um, a guy I'm lucky to play with, man, I've, I've had a lot of good receivers in my past and he's right up there with them. And um, I feel lucky to play with him every day. We step out on the practice field. And I feel like he's going to stay driven. He's one of those guys. He's very, Oh, he's very internally motivated. I, I, every, I mean, he, He'll, he'll, he'll run sprints by himself. He'll, he'll, uh, you know, catch balls by himself off the jugs machine. Yeah. He's, he's the real deal, man. And he'll play as long as he wants to, and uh, is, is a, is a stud and we're lucky to have him. Speaking of uh, potential studs, uh, we're all excited about the Jameson Williams uh, possibilities. Where are you with that and, and what gets you fired up about? Yeah. That? Yeah. Hopefully soon, you know, they, 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 they don't really put a hard, uh, hard deadline on it, but I know he's progressing well and I know he's, he's on his way and, and hopefully that uh, he's able to get on the field soon. And I know he wants to be, I know he's kind of chomping at the bit and um, you know, that certainly would give our offense a boost and, and, and be fun to be fun to throw it around with him and, and see what he can do. Uh, where were you when you heard about the Hawkinson trade and, you know, how did I was sitting, I was sitting right where I'm sitting right now. Um, and yeah, it, it sucks. You know, I, I think, uh, it, it sucks personally, you know, obviously from a business standpoint, things are going to happen, um, from a football standpoint, things are going to happen, but you know, he's a, he's a close friend of mine and a guy that I'd grown close to over the last two years. And, um, obviously a great player and a guy that was, you know, helping, helping me personally, you know, getting, get himself open and, 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 and doing good things. But at the same time, you know, those guys have a job to do upstairs and, um, they think it was in the best interest of our team and, and we go with it. You know, we've, we've won two since that. And is it because he's gone? No, but, uh, you know, certainly those other tight ends have, have stepped up and, and done a good job and, um, he's had a success in Minnesota. So, uh, I, I always wish him the best and he's, he's one of my favorites I've played with. And, um, you know, I think he's going to have a hell of a career and, and a hell of a time in Minnesota. Yeah, that's a good point. Lions fans are like, man, once we got rid of Hawkinson and he's like, I'm on an eight and one team now. Like I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he's doing well, man. And, and, and everything from everyone I've heard over there, they, they love him and, um, as, the, as they should, and, um, he's going to do a great job. Did you uh, text your former offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, and be like, dude, come on? Uh, you know, I, I hadn't yet. Uh, I, I will at some point. They're, they're on such a roll right now. And I just actually saw the news that he had another child. So I was going to text him soon. I may text him actually tonight after thinking about that. But, um, yeah, no, they're, they're, doing a, they're doing a hell of a job over there. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Kevin's, and uh, he's doing a great job. Another child probably, you know, will get recruited by San Diego State. You know, <laughs> there you we, go. I, I don't know if we can get in on that, but we can yeah. we can try. Um, we all like to have fun with the Dan Campbell thing, myself certainly, especially. He kept biting and teeth kicking and wearing the racing helmet and all that. Um, what what has he done internally that gets you guys? Like, is there a moment where he said something or did something that? you know, in the locker room, it just played amazingly. He's yeah. I mean, countless, countless, countless. I don't know if I can point to one. He He's just, I think the number one, he's just so genuine. Everything he says is so genuine. And and we've been to the depths of, of hell and back, you know, and, and, and still are crawling our way out in, in a lot of ways, but uh, it, seeing, seeing guys that have to be leaders in those situations um, and seeing how they handle it is a true judge of character and a true judge of leadership. It's easy to lead when you're winning. It's easy to lead when, when everyone's doing well and your offense is doing well and, and the defense is getting, you know, interception. That's easy. Anyone can do that. I think, you know, as, as hard as we've had it in the last couple of years, seeing him continue to stand in front of the room and speak genuinely and, and speak with positivity and optimism and um, energy. And, and this is every single day. It's, it's, it's truly impressive and um, definitely somebody that I've tried to draw some leadership uh, uh, skills from and, and, and seeing his way of doing it. Well, you and I have a mutual friend. He's, he works for a major media outlet and, uh, I asked him if he wanted to submit any questions uh, right before we got right. on, and and uh, he did have one. His question is, 
What's the manliest thing you've ever seen Dan Campbell do? Ooh, the manliest thing. You know, I've, I I haven't seen him work out, but I would imagine that would be pretty manly because he's still yoked up and he'd still, uh, you know, do that. The manliest thing. Um, you know, he, I don't know. Uh, he, I wish I could say he's seen him throwing something across a room or something, but he's as big as his personality is, man. He's very subdued and, um, you know, he's not like a, he's not like a, a temper guy, you know, he's very controlled and very, uh, uh, you know, meaningful with what he's saying. Um, you know, I, I'm sure if we had him run a 10 yard out, he could still do it, um, catch it and turn up field and, and put the pads on. We joke all the time. We'd love to get our coaches in pads. We got so many guys that used to play, get Deuce in the backfield, get Brunel playing quarterback, get Dan at tight end. Let's see these guys do what they're telling us to do. And, um, but no, I, I, gosh, I wish I had a better answer for you, but um, you know, he doesn't walk around with like a turkey leg or like no, pick up no. the blocking sled or you know. <laughs> no, <anything. laughs> no he, he he wakes up manly, dude. That dude's uh, that dude's built uh, built built pretty good and uh, can still probably play if he wanted to. What percentage of the time does he have caffeine in his hand? A hundred. <laughs> is it always is it always coffee? Uh, yeah. As far as I know, I don't. <laughs> just he he didn't seem like he deal with like you know espresso drinks or those you know fancy oh, drinks no. He, yeah no i think we asked him one time i think it's black i think it's just straight black and uh maybe a touch of cream or sugar but i think it's just straight black i love it um there is a little controversy raging right now um that a, some players have spoken up about turf yeah and you know you you have to play on it so i could sit here and bemoan it all i want but you know how much better is it to play on grass than, than what turf is now? Yeah, it's way better. I mean, it's not, it's, it's night and day. And, and that's a reason, there's a reason why, you know, all these uh, facilities have grass fields, you know, because they want to keep their guys healthy and uh, they're, they're able to maintain it. Um, and there's also a reason why in the stadiums it's turf. And, and typically it's because they can host other events there and um, you know, whether it be concerts or final fours or, whatnot that's harder to do on grass right um so yeah of course we all want to play on grass i want to play on grass everybody wants to play on grass uh how that would happen i don't know the ins and outs of that you know it would it would be a lot of money and a lot of things happen of course they can afford it we can do it you know the, the owners can do it if they want to but at the same time uh you know they've got they've got numbers to hit too outside of football um and that's not something that i you know, I'm, I'm cheering for, but it's the reality of the situation. Um, but with that being said, uh, their, their cash cow is us and their cash cow is us on the field and being healthy and um, to protect their investment. Um, it sure would be nice to have some more grass. You've got a running back, Jamal Williams, who every time I watch him speak publicly, I just either laugh or want to hang out with him. Uh, does that guy keep you laughing in the locker room? All the time. He's the best. He's the best. He's one of my favorite teammates. And uh, he's, he's a lot of fun, man. And he's very serious too, though, when it, when, it, when it's time to be serious and it's time to run and it's time to, um, you know, talk to the team. He's very, he's a very serious guy, but you know, 90% of the time he's having fun, he's enjoying life and he's keeping things light and, and fun. And uh, you've got a first time play caller uh, offensive coordinator and Ben Johnson. So you guys are kind of going through this, this stuff together uh, you know, how's that relationship for you and, and what do you like about it? It's been so good, man. It's been so fun for me to have a guy like him who's who's so open and, uh, you know, willing to willing to take anything I say and, and kind of go with it. And, and, you know, if I if I bring something up, he doesn't like it. He'll tell me why he doesn't like it. And, and so be it. But, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll say something and he'll go, you know what, I like that and, and, and find a way to get it in the game plan. And, um, you know, the way he thinks is if if, you know, it's if it's my idea, I'm definitely going to make it work. So. Uh, you know, we, we, we collaborate, you know, quite a bit early on in the week. And then as the week goes on, it's, it's really all him, but, um, you know, I think he's really hitting his stride now and, and me, me and him have such a great relationship where we can talk about anything, football, non-football, anything, but, uh, the meat and potatoes is, is, is us talking football and he's, he's a very good listener and, um, allows me to be myself. Have you had any good sidelines bats yet with him and I, uh, no, not really. Uh, you know. <laughs> It's it, you're, as you go on, I, I know now, you know, what his personality is on game day. 
uh, he's very calm, very, very calm. And, um, you know, it's, it's very collaborative between him and I, we haven't had any spats yet. That doesn't mean they're not coming. Uh, those always, you know, tend to come up when, when the game's pressure turns on. So, uh, we'll see, but, uh, him and I have been on the same page quite a bit this year and, uh, see things the same way. So it's, it's been fun. Be careful of the lip readers. They got Jimmy earlier this year in Denver. That's right. That's right. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you could always deny it, though. It's just lip reading. Whatever you say, you could, you could. Right. Yeah. It. He could have been saying anything. Who knows? Who knows? So, okay. Well, you can read my lips. I will be uh, all in on every play uh, this coming Saturday at Memorial Stadium. All right. Uh, the most beautiful place on earth in our suite. Uh, and we'll be, you know, we'll be a we'll be a wholesome crowd. Uh, would you like to be FaceTime? Cal has not won the big game in Berkeley since 2008. That's a terrible, wow. terrible stat. So if who who won last year? I know this is bad. I should know this. We won by 30 points last That's year. Right. And, and then who won the year before? Well, it was the COVID year. It shouldn't have been played. Uh, Stanford was up seven. Cal drove down dramatically and had an extra point blocked. So Stanford. That's won. right. That's right. And, and then and Garbers, Garbers yeah, was the year before. Yeah. The year before. Yeah. So we've won two in a row of the real ones and two out of three. Oh, but but I, I just, you know, winning in Berkeley, it will be an explosion yeah. of uh, euphoria if all goes well. So would you would you like to be FaceTimed? And at yes. what point? Like uh, on the field? At uh, Henry's, uh, like pre-game. way, way pre- pregame. Pregame, yeah, I'll be busy Saturday. We got to travel to to New York, so pregame. I'm not sure what time the game's at, but uh, I'd love to take a look at Strawberry Canyon uh, and 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 be down there with you guys. Okay, you are going to get a pregame FaceTime, All right. and uh, and you will feel the uh, the spirit because one thing, as you know, that Cal, we will always win the pre celebration. You know, Cal, right. Cal go. Cal comes big. Uh, in the event we don't win the game, we we have to win something. So we're gonna. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna win pregame. That'll be a fun uh, day, man. You guys are gonna have fun. It'll be great. Okay, and then when you leave the Lions, the Super Bowl, there will be a blue and gold contingent. Uh, you know. There you go. In whatever Good. stadium that is. Can't All wait. right, man. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, uh, we'll keep the axe. Get the axe, baby. Keep the axe. Go Bears. Go Bears. Thanks, Mike. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.